In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, one God, Amen. The Gospel of today, from chapter 3, from the Gospel of St. John, which is the dialogue between our Lord Jesus Christ and Nicodemus, one of the Pharisees, and also one of the council of the Sanhedrin. The Lord said to Nicodemus, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Because we are born with the original sin, we are born with corrupted nature. So we are born under the sentence of death. So the Lord told him, any person who is born, he is born under the sentence of death. So he must die because there is death upon him, sentence of death upon him. He must die. And then he has to be born again not under the sentence of death, in order to enter the kingdom of heaven. But Nicodemus did not understand, did not understand what the Lord meant by born again. So he told him, how can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter a second time into his mother's womb and be born? But even if this happened, he will be born again under the sentence of death. So the Lord explained to him, born again doesn't mean to be born again from flesh, but to be born again from spirit. So he told him, I say to you, unless one is born of water and spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. And he explained to him, which is born of flesh is flesh, and which is born of the spirit is spirit. Meaning, if you are born again from flesh, you will be carnal, and you will be under the sentence of death. Regardless, if this is possible, of course, this is not possible. But hypothetically, if even if this is possible, if the person is born again from flesh hundreds of time, he will be born again under the sentence of death. So this cannot save him. But the second birth is from the Spirit of God, not from the flesh. And the Lord said here, from water and spirit. Because the water, the Holy Spirit, descend upon the water in baptism. And as the world was created, if you read in Genesis chapter 1, there was water and the Spirit of God hovering over the water. And the first creation was done from water and spirit. In the same way, 
The second creation is done from water and spirit, the same way. But Nicodemus did not understand again. And he asked him question, how can these things be? How can these things be? What do you mean being born of water and spirit? So the Lord told him, no one has ascended to heaven, but he who came down from heaven, that is the Son of Man who is in heaven. He told him, no one came from heaven, no one ascended to heaven, but he who came from heaven. So Jesus, who ascended to heaven, is the one who came from heaven. Then he said, that is the Son of Man who is in heaven. Because while he was here on earth, he's still in heaven because his divinity is unlimited. And this verse, one of the verses that we use to prove the divinity of Christ. No one ascended to heaven, but he who came down from heaven, that is the Son of Man who is in heaven. But how is this answers the question of Nicodemus. The Lord is saying, if no one ascended to heaven except the Son of Man, who came to us here on earth, then if we cling to him, if we be one with him, then in him only we can ascend to heaven. Because no one ascended to heaven except him. So the only way to enter into heaven is to cling, to be united, to be one with him. So in him, only in him, only, you can go to heaven. Then the second question, how can we cling to him? We are born mortal. We are born under sentence of death. We are born with corrupted nature. So the Lord referred to a story from the Old Testament and told him, do you remember when Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness? And people who were bitten by snakes, so people who were bitten by snakes means they are dying. When they looked at this serpent, they survived. In the same way, the Son of Man must be lifted up to heal our nature, to remove from us, from us the sentence of death. So once he removed from us the sentence of death, and once our nature is healed, and now we became chaste and pure bride for Christ, we can be united with him. That's why he said, now this is the process of clinging in him. He who believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. If you believe in him, then 
through the water and spirit in the baptism, you will be born again. Your corrupted nature will be healed because you will get a new nature and your sins will be forgiven and the sentence of this will be removed because Jesus died on your behalf and thus you can be one with him and in him you will enter into the heaven for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son on the cross to die to carry our sins to carry our curse in order to heal our nature in order to forgive our sins in order to remove from us the sentence of death that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life there are two coming for the son of god the first coming and the second coming in the first coming god did not send his son into the world to condemn the world but that the world through him might be saved the first coming god sent his son in order to save the world not to condemn the world in the second coming he will come to judge the living and the dead and to give each one according to his deeds so this time is not time of condemnation this time is time of salvation when you see your brother is sinning don't condemn him it is time of salvation but see how can you help him to be saved and if you don't know what to do at least pray for him when you see your brother is sinning don't judge him don't condemn him this time is not time of condemnation this time is time of salvation see how to help him to be saved and to repent at least pray for him he who believes in him in the son of god is not condemned if you believe in him and you are born again and live the life of repentance then you will not be condemned but he who does not believe is condemned already because he has not believed in the name of the only begotten son of god many people question what if somebody is really good but he does not believe in the son of god so this person will perish number one nobody nobody can be really good without the grace of god without the grace of the holy spirit and grace came to us through jesus christ as we read in john chapter 1 the law was given by moses but grace and truth through jesus christ so the hypothesis here that somebody is really good without the grace of god is a false hypothesis
And the second point, even let me assume this person is really, really good, but he is born under the sentence of death. How this can be removed from him? How he can move from death to life? The only way is to believe in the Son of God. There is no other name under heaven with which can be saved except the name of the Son of God. So I think instead of getting into this philosophical argument that will lead to dispute and division, our responsibility is when we see somebody is really good, let us talk to him about the Son of God. Let's ask him to believe in the Son of God. Cornelius was really good, but he cannot be saved without believing in the Son of God. That's why God sent Peter to Cornelius to preach to him the Son of God and to baptize them. St. Paul, he said, according to the law, without blemish, in Philippians chapter 3. So he was really good, according to the standard of Judaism. But he cannot be saved without the Son of God. That's why the Lord <coughs> appeared to him on the road to Damascus to make him believe in the Son of God. And then the Lord elaborated more and said, this is the condemnation, that light has come into the world, and men love the darkness than the light, because their deeds were evil. The light came to tell us these practices and these behaviors are wrong. You cannot do this and you cannot do this. The light actually exposed good from evil. But some people didn't want to give up the evil life. For example, a youth who is addict or live in sexual immorality or live in homosexuality or transgenderism or all these sins. When he comes to the light of Christ, he will feel and he will know for sure that all these practices are wrong and sinful. They are written clearly in the scripture that the wrath of God is upon those who are practicing these sins. Then they will reject the light and they will prefer to continue living 
away from Christ. And living away from Christ means they are living in darkness. Why the people choose to live in darkness away from the light of Christ? Because their deeds were evil. They don't want to give up these sins. For everyone practicing evil hates the light and does not come to the light lest his deeds should be exposed. The light exposes our evil sins. But the purpose of this exposure is to repent and to give up these sins. But when we refuse to repent because we love these sins, then will not come to the light. But he who does the truth, but he who lives according to the standards of the truth that are revealed to us in the scripture, he who does the truth means he who obeys the commandment of God comes to the light, will be happy to come to the light of the gospel and the light of Christ, Thus, that his deeds may be clearly seen that they have been done in God. So it will be clearly seen that the grace of God worked in this person, cleansed him, purified him, and now he is walking and living in the truth. So now we understand the dialogue between our Lord Jesus Christ and Nicodemus. Nicodemus was asking about the way to heaven. And the Lord told him, only one who ascended to heaven is the Son of God. But he came to our earth in order for all of us to cling to him, to be united to him. So he will take us in him into heaven. St. Paul speaks about this in his letter to Ephesians and Colossians. He said that we were risen with him and we were seated with him in the heavenly places because only in him we will have salvation and access to the heavenly places. So the question to all of us today, where are you from the Son of God? Are you abiding in him and he abiding in you or not? To abide in him and for him to abide in you by living the life of repentance, by doing the truth, 
by keeping his commandments, by coming to the light. When we do these things, definitely after believing in him and being baptized and practicing the sacramental life of the church, then in him we will have inheritance with all the sins in the heavenly places. Glory be to God forever and ever. Amen.